0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday episode of Locked on NHL. I am Chris Maselli from Locked on Avalanche. With me, as always, Mr. Mixtape, Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning. On today's episode, we obviously have our Thursday Power Rankings doing it a little bit different this week. It's by division. So Power Rank the division and Jack Eichel going back to Buffalo. Is it a big deal anymore or when does it stop becoming a big deal? We'll talk about that and wherever else discussion takes us. Locked on NHL right now.
1: You're locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Right, everybody, welcome into the Thursday episode of Locked On NHL. Like I said, I am Chris Maselli with Locked On Avalanche. And with me as always for the Thursday episode, Mr. Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. It's Thursday, so we have power rankings to get to. We'll get to those in a minute. And like I said in the opening, uh, we're not just going to do 1 through 32. We divided up the divisions and we are going to do it that way. And um, And I say we, I mean the hosts. I have to preface that all the time. So people aren't constantly just yelling at Denker and I. Uh, but these are voted on from the, uh, host across locked on NHL, but before we get started, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets over at locked on NHL on Twitter. And of course on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and follow to our channel over on YouTube. All right, man, before we get to the rankings. Um, I'm just going through like locked on NHL and and the or not Lockdown, NHL.com and the uh, the the main story there is Jack Eichel returning to Buffalo and I saw that and I'm like oh wow it must be the first time he's going back to Buffalo and you had to read the article to know that it's not he I forgot that he had returned there last year so this is the second time. And it made me think, like, okay, like, do we care anymore? Should we care? Like, how many times are we going to care that Jack Eichel is going to return to Buffalo before it's just another game? Like, do we keep – is this going to be for the rest of his career, like, for the way that he left? Or for the first one, I get. And the second one, maybe it's obviously a little bit less. Is it just going to keep getting less and less and less until we don't care anymore? But how long is that going to be?
1: I – It's funny, Chris, because when you first mentioned it to me when we were brainstorming about what to talk about, you know, at first when when you said uh, I go back to Buffalo, I I said, okay, that's cool. Like, is this really the first time since he's been back there? And then once you said second, I immediately stopped caring. So I think that's going to be the general (laughs) the general idea about fans when they tune in on ESPN Plus or whatever local, you know, if, if you're the fan of vegas or buffalo on your local channels um you know just the general hockey fan i think once they're like oh this is like not the first time he's been back i think like the excitement level will immediately drop off the table and i think maybe someone (laughs) some people might actually listen that's that's a big that's a big you know turn off to a lot of people you know especially Hmm. oh you tune in i go back to buffalo sweet and then you know you turn on espn plus you're ready to go and it's like in his second game back in Buffalo since being traded, oh, and then bam, let me put on the Rangers and Red Wings because that's a little <laughs> bit more better. So, right, that's that's how I feel about it, and and but yeah, I mean, if a lot of people still care that like him going back is a big deal, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not like we're having it, it should be for more so Eichel in the Eichel in the Knights versus you know the the. Buffalo Sabres who are having a good season. You know, I think you should look at it that way. Instead of, like, it being one storyline, one game, or wrapped around one player. So, I, I mean, if you're still salty, if the only reason you're caring is because you're salty, he left, get over it.
0: That's, that's yeah, the well, point at this point. but the funny thing with him is, you know, how it all went down is not necessarily his fault. Like, right. I, like, if people want to be angry, you could be angry at, the The Sabres yeah. front office for kind of not letting him go the route he wanted to go with his, with his operation. Um, it was, it, it's, it, that was just a weird, weird situation. I get it. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I, I should, should they be welcoming to him? I mean, they, the first time he played and reading the article, obviously a short article, obviously not, not a big deal, but um, I guess he went back there in March, like March 10th. Yeah. And if my memory serves me, I think he came back or he came back on the ice with Vegas in like February, so he wasn't back for very long before he played that game in Buffalo. Uh, didn't score a point. Vegas lost the game. Um. <clears throat> so now it's like, do do you? I'm not saying you welcome him back with like open arms or anything, but should I mean, yeah, like you said, is there just a getting over it period? where it's like, okay, it was last year, we had our booze out for you last year, and now we move on? Or is it just going to be those hurt Sabres fans that just will never let this go, and every time he comes back, it's going to be a big deal, and they're going to stick it to Jack Eichel for leaving, and now they have a good team, and now or a better team, I should say that. So, not, I mean, if they had a bad team, and he kept coming back, and he kept sticking it to you, you're not really going to – I mean, you're going to care, but it's not going to be like we have a chance to beat him. They have a genuine chance to beat them every time he comes. So it's just that added, like, yeah, we want to get the win, especially against Eichel, who isn't here anymore.
1: Yeah, and you made a good point. It wasn't his fault when he left. That was just a weird situation. If if you want to hate on anyone, hate the Sabers front office, the the ownership. Uh, Make a case for it. That was a catastrophe. I mean, that was probably one of the the times where the sabres were the talk of the league and they shouldn't have been uh solely based on i mean that was that was as ugly as it gets between uh a, a, a team and their own player uh and and for it dragging on that long i mean yeah i think it all it does is kind of it, it really just starts the process that you and i are having right now it's like mm-hmm. wait why do we hate jack eichel again and then they'll go back and and research the whole thing it's like oh the Sabers did this to him, so I guess like maybe a lot of people will watch the game and hate watch because you know I I kind of will walk hmm. back my comments from before saying oh this is only his you know people will be turned off to the fact this isn't like his first time back hmm. you know maybe once they start researching and realize and re remember oh crap like this is A B and C happened and that's why he's in in Vegas maybe they'll hate watch and root for Vegas and I know you you hate that. <laughs> You hate to hear I, yeah, that one like that. Yeah. But that that would probably be the reality and probably the selling point for <clears throat> for ESPN if they were smart about it.
0: What about just players like him moving to a different team for whatever reason, coming back whether it's the first time or the fifth time or the 10th time and and how just in general just how uh should fans be welcoming to a player who's, who's returning? Because, and, and I asked that because, and I'm just in the grand scheme, not just hockey. um, Because I've, a lot of people ask me like, Oh, who's your favorite player on the abs? And I, and I always say like, I don't have one because I, I, I think that the time of getting attached to players you can't do that anymore because right. they're out the door. Like the, the, well, I shouldn't say they're out there. There's a good chance like the, those Derek Jeter spending 20 years with one organization doesn't happen anymore. Right. And it's just the way of the world. It's the way of the sports world. So I don't get attached. I, I have a favorite team and I root for the team and whoever's wearing that uniform is who I root for. It's very yeah. tough for me to get attached to a singular player because I'm just preparing myself for <laughs> if they do end up signing somewhere else or getting traded. I, I don't, I don't want right. to be let down. I'm, I, I just, so I just avoid that part of it. Having said that, Cal McCarr, that uh, very close to, uh, you know, being the, my, my favorite player maybe ever, but I'm not there. I just, you know what I mean? So with yeah. that aspect of players in all sports just moving all over the place because of free agency and money getting thrown around, do you think fans should be a little bit more reasonable with if this player leaves and he comes back, I'm not going to boo him because he's right. not the first to leave because of free agency. He's not going to be the last.
1: Well, I have to ask after hearing all of that, Chris. Who hurt you? Because it feels like you're projecting. I, talk, right about now. I talk about it now. I want to talk about it. It feels like you're projecting. No, but I mean, I agree, and and to a certain extent. But I feel like if the situation, it, it depends. You know, if a player, let, let's say, like your team was on the verge of winning a championship and just didn't, they just didn't have that extra push, like. For example, uh, Mm -hmm. let's say if Stamkos left after 2019 when the lightning collapsed in the playoffs and went somewhere else and then ended up winning, yes, that's different. But, I mean, the Sabres never even had remotely a shot at a playoff spot. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there really wasn't much there. And then you all that dysfunctionality of pissing off your franchise face I don't think fans should be mad about it. I think, like I said, I think really it, it it's kind of like a, oh, like, of course, like he left. It's kind of like how Met fans feel. I feel like mm-hmm. Sabre fans will feel the same way. Right. Uh, just be like, well, it's that's that's our team. That's that's what we do. We you know we we let the best players go. So I feel like it's kind of that. And I also feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, after a certain amount of time, you just have to get over it. I mean, even if you see your player and and I think that's part of the reason why the Sabres made it a point not to trade him into the Eastern Conference. So they wouldn't be having mm. this 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 issue uh multiple times a year.
0: Yeah. I think but I think it's different when a player is at the end of his career. If he's at the towards the end and he hasn't won anything and like, you know, look at Claude Giroux last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can kind of of get that. Um, but when a player is in like the prime and he, you know, the LeBron James taking my talents to South beach thing, like, yeah, you know, Cleveland fans for that moment in time, obviously he came back and won a championship with them, but I can totally see when the player of that caliber walks, it's, you know, it's different for every player. So there's, I guess there's really no singular right answer for this, but, um, for me, I just avoid it by not getting attached to players. So uh, it's, it's the route to go. I've been through a lot of therapy, so <laughs> it helps. All right, let's uh, hear from BetOnline, and then we have our power rankings to get to. Like we said, we have some uh, a different format this week by divisions. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source. For betting, sports info, stats, and news and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports, and of course the NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at betonline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right. So let's bring up these power rankings for the week. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see them on the screen. Let's put them up here. Let's move the screen around. Not that one. Not that one. There we go. Um, And yeah, so if you're watching on YouTube, you got them right on your screen. If you're not, well, we're going to do this by division. So usually we do the top 10, but we don't have that so we'll just start on the left-hand side of the screen denker and that's the atlantic no surprise the bruins have been number one overall for a couple weeks now so they're number one in the atlantic you have the maple leafs at number two the lightning at number three the red wings at four panthers at five sabers at six canadians at seven and the ottawa senators at number eight in the Atlantic. What are you thinking? Well,
1: Chris, I, I I just like to say to the the hosts uh that voted Tampa in third for the Atlantic, uh, I appreciate the kind gesture, but uh they this team needs to be lower. And and maybe I'm being biased. I just think that if 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 you're like me and watch Tampa on a on a nightly basis, it's 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 really just the roller coaster of emotions thus far. But um, I what think the Red Wings are having. I, I think they're having. I think the Red Wings are having a hell of a season. I think you know one could make the case for them to be in the third spot, um, and just move Tampa a spot down below between Detroit and and Florida. But uh, going to Boston real quick. I mean, they mm-hmm. have been having a fantastic start to the season. I don't think anyone, including myself, really predicted that they were going to be this good. And and be in the conversation no. for one of the best teams in the league. I mean, it, and then on the other side of that, I can't believe Toronto. It, I mean, Toronto same same thing as Tampa. They're they're in second in our rankings, but I, I mean, Tampa and Tampa and Toronto are in the same conversation for teams that have just not have played well whatsoever. You know, now John Cooper has a little <laughs> bit of wiggling room just because he's won two cups, went to three straight finals in a row. Um, whereas, you know, I, I, feel like if this continues in Toronto, we've spoken about this, I believe on the last episode, Chris, you know, heads could start to roll up in Toronto.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I think it'd be pointless to do it at any point during the season. I think depending on Toronto wants to see how the, the season finishes before they do anything. I mean, if you do it during the season, you're basically saying, yep, we're giving up on, on the season. If you want to do that, go ahead. Fine but that's what you're basically yeah. telling your fan base. Um, you should be in it at, you know, at least as a playoff spot, see what happens. You never know what happens when you get in the playoffs. I think uh, the lightning are, are the, you know, the poster boys for for that, just getting into the playoffs and seeing what happens. But if it doesn't end the way you want it to end, then you make decisions. You're not going to do it right now. You're not going to do it in November. Um, I, it's I mean, you look at just the overall standings, not our power ranking for the Atlantic. And yeah, I mean, right now Boston is, is head and shoulders above everybody else. As far as the standings go, you have points wise, the red wings, the Panthers and the Maple Leafs all with 17. The red wings have a game in hand on those other two teams. Um, And then the lightning are, are two points back with 15. So should the red wings be, I mean, they're, they're fourth here. I think they should be up at second. Right now? I do. I I, yeah. I would put them at second. Um, and do you feel like the Panthers should be above both the Lightning and the Maple Leafs?
1: I I mean, I re- in that situation I would, would really have to go off points and, and games in hand. So yeah, I mean yeah, Florida, Detroit, well, Florida and, and Toronto I think are interchangeable in spots. I think some some people can make the case for that, but um yeah, it, it's just been a weird kind of part of the season thus far in the Atlantic Division where you just kinda have these three teams along with uh just kind of just huddled together in points and, and yep. we're still waiting for someone to go up and go after the Bruins. So uh I know Tampa's not gonna do it. Uh no. <laughs> I, I I think my pick, my strong pick I think for next week right now is, you know, and then we can move on to the metro. Um is I would I would probably expect the Red Wings uh to maybe take a jump and get into that third spot in the Atlantic division. Yep. And because they're a good team, Chris. I mean, they don't really have one player that they they kind of remind me like of the Hurricanes, who we'll talk about in a little bit, who mm-hmm. not crazy amount of superstars, but they don't need it. They just play very well as a team, and you know yeah. that's sometimes that's all you need.
0: And when I'll say the, the I'll say the senators are letting me down. <laughs> I, I had the Senators as a wild card. Um and it's just the same old sense which is well, just sad. Because well if Ryan Reynolds
1: if Ryan Reynolds buys the Senators, do they automatically get bumped up to the, no. into the first spot for no. the No, And you want to know why?
0: You want to know why? Because Ryan Reynolds is It it would be fitting for him to buy the senators because we're getting the same old sends right now, just like we get the same old character with no matter what role Ryan Reynolds plays. (laughs) Hang that on your wall. All right. And there goes our Uh,
1: chances of ever getting him as a guest.
0: It's never going (laughs) to happen. All right. Let's move over to the Metro. And you got uh, for our rankings the Devils at number one. Uh, The Canes at number two, the Islanders at number three, Rangers at four, Flyers at five, Capitals at six, Penguins, just keep taking a dive here, uh, at seven, and the Columbus Blue Jackets at eight. Um, I mean, everybody's high right now. I mean, why not? The the Devils are one of the hottest teams in the league right now as we're recording this. They've got seven wins in a row. So there's no denying uh, they're, they're a hot team. So want to see if they can keep this up over the duration of a season. Um, but I, I think that's, yeah. I mean, right now it's a little bit of a surprise. And you look at the the, the standings, um, the Islanders standing-wise are above the Hurricanes. Hurricanes do have a game in hand. But point-wise, Islanders with 18 to Carolina 17, they're flip-flopped yeah. in our, our rankings. Um, but so are you okay with that right now of, of the one, two, and three, I would say between the devils, the canes and the Islanders.
1: Yeah, I am. I, I think the Islanders and, and hurricanes are playing fantastic. I mean, I, I think we could, we, we both agree that the devils are having a fantastic season and let's see how <laughs> yeah. they continue to build off of that with Andre plot being out for an extended period of time. Um, uh, I was able to see the Hurricanes a couple of weeks ago uh, play the Lightning. And I have to say thus far, just one of the most impressive performances I've seen by an opposing team this season. Yeah. Um, They are just stock, lock, and barrel solid from their first line to their third line pairing. It's, It's pretty impressive what's going on over with Carolina.
0: Yeah, they're in it for the long haul. Yeah. I, they were a lot of uh, you know, uh, pundits and journalists. Like they, they were a pick for a lot of people. So they will, the, how we're saying, like, we'll see how the season pans out for the Devils over the course of 82 games. Like, we know the Canes will be there. Uh, yeah. no, no doubt about it. Islanders are a funny one. Islanders took a lot of heat in the offseason for doing next to nothing. Yeah. And this is where it's like, You know, there's smarter people in the room. You have a lot of people who do podcasts and things like that and say, like, what are they doing? They're doing nothing. And they just felt like we don't need to make any big moves. And right now, they're right. They're right. Like This is a really like it's a shock for me. I I thought they would be better. I didn't think they would have the same season as they did last year because you go behind even that season and they were a good team. Yeah. But they weren't good enough to get over the hump. So that's why you make some moves here and there. And they didn't do that. And I feel like people were thinking like, oh, they're, they're going to be, you know, uh, have another struggling season. You just the, the front office just didn't feel that way. And they're being proven right right now. Yeah, I, I mean, kudos to them. I'm
1: eating my words right now because I said they weren't going to do nothing. They, they don't have any scoring. And their goal differential right now is plus 13. And they're playing tight games, and they're and they're winning those tight games. Mm. Uh, so, you know what? I mean, could the lack of moves in this past off season eventually bite them down the road? Potentially, uh, especially when the well, injury bug starts to. rear. I mean, maybe, maybe
0: they're looking at like our moves. We'll see what we have to yeah. start the season, and then if we need to make moves, that's we'll make moves at the trade deadline. Right. So we're not gonna go in big splash for free agency. We'll we'll see where we're at. And if we're at a good shot at it, we'll make some moves at the trade deadline. Yeah. All right.
1: And could happen. Yeah. And then going from the Islanders real quick to a team that I I have to say, Chris, is pretty disappointing. Is Columbus just took a complete nosedive from the beginning of the season. I I figured at least something, you know, (laughs) if you have line A and then you get the, the prize free agent in Johnny hockey. That yeah. something had to give, and and it's just more of the same from this Blue Jackets
0: team. It Might even be worse, man. <laughs> it might even be worse. Like I don't know. I, I don't know how it could be more of the same when you have one of the best players in the league come over, which was a shocker, and and to at least not start the season on a high of just having him there, and and he just makes everybody around him better, and you're three nine and zero in your first twelve games. You've lost five straight. Um, It's just all ugly. And I watched them play two games in a row against the avalanche over in Finland. And there's just nothing there. There's no life. Yeah. Yeah. Your top line is pretty good. um, But they they just, they could not get anything going. Yeah. You're playing a good avalanche team. I I said they didn't get anything going. They did come back at one aspect. The ads were up three to nothing. They came back and tied it, but, You just saw Colorado just say, like, all right, enough's enough. We're just going to impose our will right now. And they scored two more goals, and that was it. And then in the second game, it was five to one. They they had no shot. There's just They're lifeless. They're just completely lifeless right now. And it's going to be a long season for Blue Jackets fans. Yeah, I bet
1: bet Johnny Hockey's kind of regretting signing there instead of New Jersey. I don't know.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, he wanted to go back east. He didn't go – well, what I'll say is what he's and I shouldn't say he's regretting it because I think he tried. I think the word was he wanted to be with the Devils. Yeah. And the Devils wanted to make it work. They just couldn't make the money work. Right. So, I mean, if he had gone there, uh we're not we're not having that conversation on if the Devils can last the season. You know that they are. So, yeah, yeah he went from one of the hottest teams in the league to a team that's going to be struggling, but the fact that he's there might entice some free agents next year to go there and make them better but you can't be this bad if you're this bad there's gonna be free agents gonna be like nope not touching that place you have to be better and and be a a little bit competitive for free agents to want to come there and right now i think they're getting scared away so yeah
1: yeah Uh, all right so jumping over to the two divisions in the west western Mm. conference uh let's start with your division the central uh dallas up in the first spot Um, Mm -hmm. And then you got Winnipeg, who I believe is actually leading that division, Chris. They Um, are right now. Yeah. What are your thoughts on these top two teams? I don't think anybody expected Winnipeg to be
0: putting out this kind of performance early on. No. At all this season. No. Um, Winnipeg and like the Islanders are kind of going like hand in hand, I think. Like last year, Winnipeg was maybe a little bit of a sexy pick. Yeah. for for people to maybe not win the whole thing but have a really good season and definitely make a playoff spot. And they just fell yeah. flat. Um they they've played one game against the Avs and I've seen them play a couple games like they're for real. Like they have a very good team. Uh, they're not going to they're not going to blow you out and they're not going to hang five or six a night on you, but they have some offense, they have really good defense and they have Connor Hellebuck for a goaltender like I think the jets are are gonna hang around. I don't see them falling you know to the bottom of these standings like I, I think you're gonna have like the avalanche catch them um, and and maybe Minnesota, but you know the the predators are starting to play a little bit better, so we'll see what happens with them. Yeah. but the jets are gonna make life miserable for this division I don't see I don't see them fading yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, that that is pretty surprising. I do like the comparison you made between them and the Islanders. Um, what about Minnesota? Is are, are we going to see more of a drop off from them? It, we both kind of laughed in the the inaugural rankings uh, for the season. I think in the overall, I think Minnesota was nine, and then really like the eight next, or nine, and then like the next week they were in the like the mid twenties.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. So <laughs> when so you start what, Oh, three and oh, and it's ugly. You're going to drop, but they've, they've turned it around. They're, they're starting to play better. Um, they've pulled even, well, they're six, six and one. So um, as far as points go, they're tied with the abs, but the abs have two games in hand on them. But uh, yeah, Minnesota's. I, I think they're, they, they have too much talent on that team. They, they just started rough. And, yeah. you know, sometimes be, because it's the start of a season, People want to jump on a team that starts slow um, and think that they're washed up, and Minnesota not. They're going to be okay.
1: Yeah. All right, and then finally with the Pacific, uh, we mm-hmm. got Vegas, Seattle, and Edmonton. I'm going to start off right away because Lightning played them the other night. I we you know we could say a lot about what Edmonton is missing with their with their line combos that's always been their story and and mm-hmm. now especially with their goaltending their goaltending is a little their situation's a little strange now but boy are they still scary when when McDavid? I think like you know we, we've said in the past like McDavid and dry may not be enough for this team to to be successful down the road but right now I mean they <laughs> McDavid alone is enough like it's scary it's
0: like yeah he just singing these guys this praises all the time but it it's he's he's ungodly like the the play he made the other day uh, who were they playing i can't remember who they were playing but he just weaved his way in like right right in the house right through the slot right up the middle and he left the puck he just let the puck go so he could fend off it was like he was like he had a lightsaber and 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 the puck was just sitting there and he fended off like three guys went back and collected the puck And roofed it. And you're just like, nobody else can do that. Nobody else can do the stuff that he can do. It it's amazing to watch it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like when you start getting into the playoffs, though, you saw it last year. When you start playing those good teams, is that enough? We'll see.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm using my own team as a measuring stick right now. He skated through three lightning defenders and took a wrister from an odd angle and beat Vazzy off the bar. It didn't go in. But mm. it, it it wasn't even I, – I don't even think you could even classify it as a wrist shot because I didn't see the wrist move. Uh, <laughs> that's how good this guy is. I, yeah, I think that – I think he's taken it to another level this year where we have to kind of give him a little bit more respect now than we already do just because he is one of those players, and I saw it this year with, with like the Lightning team, with the Lightning game and, and a couple of games that he's played here and there. Where he had he's taking that ability to carry his team to a whole other level, and it's it could potentially determine where they finish up in those in those top thirty spots in the Pacific and going to a team though right above them, Seattle. I mean, you know, we love to joke and and dump on them a little bit here and there, but Mm. Seattle's starting to pick it up this year. Uh, they, They they've really kind of impressed me throughout throughout thus far this season. I mean. You've seen them a lot more than I have. What what can you say about well, Seattle?
0: Uh, not a lot more, but you know, uh, I mean, they got five wins in a row right now. So that, that's the longest streak in uh, in their their franchise history. So uh, what do they have for? Let me see. Mm, goals for? Yeah, they got fifty goals for. So they're scoring. Yeah. Like, it, it, obviously, that was a problem last year. So you know they, they 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 took guys like from from my squad with Andre Burakowski he immediately helps you, yeah. Um, so you're just I think you're just get you're getting better production from guys that you're getting a little bit better goaltending, but you are, I, I say that but you still are giving up. Uh, they got 50 goals for but they have 41 against. You want to make that a little bit better. But at least you know that you can score. At least you know that you can keep up with teams right now and you're and you're never out of it. Last year, yeah. they got behind. It was impossible for them to come back. They just didn't have it. And we knew that after they had that draft. Like, okay, they're looking yeah. pretty good defensively. Where is the scoring coming from? You're not really asking that this year. Right. So I think they, you know, they could hang around there, but you have teams like Edmonton. Calgary really hasn't gotten going yet, and you just expect them to at some point. Uh, and the bottom of this division is is atrocious with the Sharks, the Ducks and Vancouver maybe we'll be able to turn it around, but um, it's a top heavy division and that top heaviness includes Seattle right now. Surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Like you said, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how Calgary does if they can start to get it going. Um, the Kings look like a good team. I, you know, I, I really was high on the Kings and, and, the the ducks last season and especially going into this year uh you know i could see trevor ziegris you know not on that level but kind of becoming the player that could kind of pick up his team uh yeah. similar to what McDavid does in in edmonton but uh i have to say jonathan quick on
0: the kings still still scary still scary yeah <laughs> still yes <laughs> i know the quickness is uh it's still there, believe it or not. So, um, all right, and, and just to wrap this up, Connor McDavid, going back to him, um, twenty-nine points in fourteen games. Over should, should game, him, should, it's over we two we points give, a game. People, it's over two points a game. Should we just give him the heart? I just give him everything. Already, right. except the I, cup. I don't want to give him. That there yet. was
1: a, there was a, there was a uh, stat that ESPN had the other night uh, that he is currently third all time in points per game, and. It was it was like Gretzky, Yager, him. Wow, and I think
0: I think like Messier. Wow, so we're already putting him like, into the like stat-wise, we're already <laughs> putting him into those those that that company. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And was he halfway done? Like five hundred career nuts. games thus far. Yes. So. All right, everybody, that will wrap it up for today's episode of Locked On NHL. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll go full screen with these standings so you can see them blown up one last time. Uh, we'll be back. I don't know if we're doing it this way every every week. Uh, the powers that be just said we're going to do divisions this week, and we said okay. So who knows if we're coming back next week this way or the traditional 1 through 32. Either way, we'll be back next week a brand new power ranking for Mister Adam Mixtape Denker over at Locked On Lightning. I'm Chris Maselli with Locked On Avalanche. Thank you for listening to Locked On NHL and making it your first listen of the day. Enjoy the games. Go abs go.